recorded live from an abandoned sporty goods store exclusively for little league parents called dicks it's barely standing with justin born in an rv jared myers and lending a hand it's the guy who refuses to talk about his boyhood encounter with NJ's glitter glove, Joe Schmo. I told you they have prizes. Schmo, yeah. Hey, welcome to our show. This is our first official show. Welcome. Hey, Justin, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good. This is a long time coming, and so it is a uh, long time coming. We want to welcome you to our first show, and it's going to take some getting used to, like this echo uh, wearing these headphones. But uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and uh, a little bit about our show, and uh, it's a show about. Two comedians. Well, we're trying to be comedians, and uh, I met Justin uh, through a comedy show that he was doing in uh, Grover Beach as I moved up here from Los Angeles, and um, we talked about what it takes to be a comedian, and we thought it would be a great way to do a podcast. And so our show is going to be about what it takes to be a comedian, and uh, he does a lot of he puts a lot of shows together, and and I try to do, I try to be funny. Um, some people don't appreciate it. No. Um, but uh, the idea I got for a show was because I used to uh, tweet my jokes, and then found out that one comedian actually said my joke over a Netflix special. Well, I'll share with that later on, maybe in another show, maybe the end of the show. Who knows? But. Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, Justin, we're going to find out what you've been up to uh, in these months, many months since we've been gone. Um, we're actually going to find out some things, uh, what it takes to produce a show and what you do to write jokes. Uh, and so if you're an aspiring comedian, um, all you have to do is pay Justin 50 bucks to get on an open mic. Oh. <laughs> I heard there's a there's a little inside story about yeah. that. Um, but our show's going to be about uh, doing stand-up. Uh, show's going to be about uh, things that we find funny, uh, local comedians, um, and how to make it in this uh, as we're trying to climb this comedy ladder. Uh, as we barely make it, as we're barely standing. So, anyway, Justin. Yeah. So, first of all, say your name the right way and try to pronounce it correctly. It's Justin. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Justin. No, say your full name and your social security number just nice and slowly okay. so everybody can write all it right. down. Perfect. So my name is uh, Justin Bornonvi, 
And um, a lot of people get my name mixed up. They Sometimes they say born in an RV. Um, in high school, I was called Bonerville. So, um, yeah, but it's Bernone V. Bernone V. And it is the host for the Las Casitas Real Outing Gober Beach. Please give it up for Justin Bernonville. Thank you, Joe Sue. I appreciate that. Joe Sue, give it up. Give it up for uh, your host, Joe Sue. Oh, God, I hate when people fuck up my name. Yeah, my last name's Bernone V. Bernone V. It's not born in an RV, born in. In a tree, it's not bumblebees, it's Bernoulli. And uh, recently, I was going by the, the uh, nickname Jay Boogie because I wanted to avoid all the confusion. But somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, you're not black and you're not a DJ." So I um, scrapped that name, and I now go by the name, um, my real name, Justin Bonnevi, which in French means 42-year-old white guy who uses comedy as an outlet. So thank you. Yeah. So, anyways, I uh, asked a friend in, uh, yesterday how he was doing, and he said, uh, "Where does that name uh, originate? What part of uh, Japan is that uh, name uh, associated with?" It actually, um, kid you not, it actually um, is French, and um, so you French. I'm fr- uh, You know what? I'm not French. I just found out my mom took a 23andMe test. We don't have an ounce of French blood in us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that name? Is that your slave name? <laughs> I I have no idea. It was um my my grandpa. Um, his last name was Bernonvi, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was just interesting because we're actually more Irish than French. So um, for the longest time, I thought I was. Uh, French, um, but come to find out, um, I was Irish, so that could have explained all the reasons why I um, enjoyed drinking so much and uh, had a bad temper. So, when your Irish family escaped the French slave trade, where did you migrate to? So, where were you raised? Um, I was originally raised in um, Ketchikan, Alaska. You familiar with that area? Uh, actually, my dad was, uh, he lived in Anchorage uh, for a while because there's a, a, there's sex trafficking there. So, um, so anyways, um, but you're going to interview me later. Yes, yes, and, we'll, get to, um, we'll get more into that later yeah. when we uh, talk to you. But yeah, I was born or maybe we'll call my dad about that because there's, um, I, I don't want to do the 23 and me and me because it's more like... Uh, 69 in me and so but go ahead um so you were saying something about uh you were raised in alaska yes yeah so how many were you in your family how many are in my like brothers sisters okay so i have two brothers no sisters and i'm the oldest of the three so um so yeah so yeah it was interesting when we first moved to california from alaska how old were you i was uh eight Eight years old. Wow. And um, and yeah. so you, what was it like having to learn English? Um, coming, you know, to California with an Eskimo past and background, it was it was difficult. 
It was wow. difficult, yeah. So you were French, Irish, and Eskimese, and then you moved where in California? Uh, we moved to uh, Aurora Grande. What was it like when you guys moved down? Were we, did your brothers and you guys become real close, or um, were you real close? I mean, out of out of you and your two brothers, were you were you the funniest, or did, were your other brothers funnier than you? The my brothers were actually funnier than me, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. So, what do they think about your venture into comedy? Um, their first response was, "You're funny." <laughs> Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Are they critical of, have, have they ever been to any of your shows? Yes, they have. Really? Yes, they have. And actually, my youngest brother, uh, Brandon, he uh, he just about died laughing watching really? me up on stage. He loved it. That's it was, great. Yeah, it was hilarious. So um, getting that reaction out of him after so many years of not being funny yeah, was actually Cool. So you're this hidden talent. So yes, you, yes. you've been taking notes. Now, do you have any jokes about your family that you tell? Um, you don't have to tell one now. You can we'll write one down. Yeah, and I'm I working will on tell those at later. the moment. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, get back to me on that. Okay, so um, so th- this was a surprise to your brother, how funny. Yes, you yeah, and most people that know me. they Because really? they, uh, I was the... Uh, the uh, you know the silent type. Yeah. You know. Um, so you weren't a class clown at school, no. or oh no, no, I did my homework. I minded my p's and q's, and uh, so this comedy thing, it was kind of a late. Uh, you're a late bloomer, so to speak. Right. Right. Yeah. I started when I was uh, 42. Okay. Yeah. When I was at one of your shows, you had a, a friend from work, and you work at uh, Costco. Yes. And yeah. Was that a surprise to him that you were funny, or are you pretty much a cut up at work? I'm not a cut up like you, but you, but you're funny at work, or no? Um, yeah, I've got a personality, so I mean that counts for something. So I would imagine if I worked at Costco, I'd be taking pictures of customers and posting them with great, you know, memes and stuff like that, like yeah. all the time, right? And that's why I no longer work at Sam's Club. <laughs> it was a it was an exclusive club, by the way. Yes. yes. Um, but um, <laughs> what's it like when you have a family member or a, a, a coworker or something like that um, that you know is going to be in the audience? What's it like as a performer? Is it is it nerve wracking? Um, do you have to change your material or because, you know, sometimes uh, you might get to the point of um, it's uh, like my parents, I would dread my parents to ever come to a show, but I, I just can't imagine. I, what, what, what has that experience been like for you? Well, that's funny. Uh, my, my parents actually came to my first show. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and, tell me uh, about that. And it was uh, it was quite interesting because before I went up on stage, um, the couple of days prior, my dad was calling me up with jokes that he <laughs> wanted me to use on stage. Wow. And uh, my dad's the type that you know he's old school funny. Um, he golfs a lot, and so most of his jokes are born from the golf course, right? With the old guys and. And whatnot. So, um, so the real like 
very um, sensitive to the Me Too and the really politically correct and the really not locker room uh, worthy jokes. Um, they actually that's the opposite. Oh, yeah, no, I'm dry, no, I just be sarcastic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, it was stuff that um, yeah. You probably you'd say the joke one time and then um, your career would be done. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I said no. You know, just come out and see what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were there. They sat right in the front row, of course. And um, yeah, it was it was nerve nerve wracking, but um, it was fun at the same time for them to see something, see me on stage. You know, in all my glory, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wow. And so you had your your parents, your brother, your coworker. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I'm I'm impressed. Um, so was was all the reaction uh, a surprise? Was there anything negative, or was everything been a good uh, a good reaction? It was it was a good reaction. Yeah, they they didn't they're not trying to sway me from doing comedy. How about I mean, your own family, like like here in the house, your your wife or your kids or anybody? Um, they have not seen my material. My wife has, and she's actually provided some of my material, which is cool. But, um, but yeah. Okay, I'm going to comment on this okay. just because okay. we have this cute dog walking around here. And this might be a character on the show for future shows. Okay, tell us your dog's name. Okay, so... My dog's name is Maya, and she's a 13-year-old Shih Tzu. Oh. Yeah. You can, you can hear, probably hear her claws tapping along the, the hardwood floor oh, here. But man. You're going to have to post a picture later. Yeah. It will, by the way, we'll have our own something page in the future. So we'll tell you where to click later. Yeah. And we'll have Maya the shit later on there, Sue. I didn't finish my sentence. Gee, mini Christmas. But she is a cute. That's I heard the the tap 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 and the the ringing of her uh, a dog tag, and um, and I'm sure it wasn't who that was. And then I looked down, and there was my. Uh, and so now uh, one thing is it's interesting is uh, there's comedians like Jim Gaffigan. His his wife actually helps him write. Uh, some of his material Mm -hmm. and you said your wife has provided some uh i'm sure there's a lot of wives that provide uh jokes but um has your wife ever like help you critique like say "Eh, i wouldn't say it like that or that's not good or like you know maybe set boundaries or or actually helped you with 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 actually writing material yeah, she like it's funny how it comes up because she'll like just bring up we'll be talking about something and she'll just bring up, you know, um, she'll say something funny and then I'm like, oh my god, that would that'd be perfect, you know, to add to to my to my um, to my set. And so I'll kind of go over it. We'll talk about it together and, and see what would you know, try to make it come out funny. So so know. give me one of those jokes or give me one that was like a scenario that was um, similar to that. Okay, so I have this joke that I'm, I'm still working on right now, but um, and so no one's it, gonna listen to our show, so it's safe. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't get picked up by uh, one of those Netflix comics. Anyways, so anyways, the other night, so I was talking to my wife, and 
And um, I went up to her and I said, hey, are we on for the night? And can you imagine what on means? Well, when I was married, uh, no, I can't. So, but yes, oh. I, can. I, 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 I have Cinemax. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, I said, <laughs> I told her, I go, I go, hey, are we on for the night? You know, and and she's like, she's like, really? She goes, not on Orange Chicken Night. <laughs> but she said it more like, not on Orange Chicken Night. And so I'm like, damn, cock blocked by General Sow. <laughs> And so we were kind of been, you know, we thought it was so funny. And so that's a, a bit that I'm working on for my for my set. So, yes, little things like that. That'll just, you know, come up. Um, and she, you know, she she's actually funnier, I think, than me, to tell you the truth. Now, I would say um, you might ask for that. Uh, do you say an orange chicken night? You might just say, you know. I, as long as you bought that chicken that is pumped full of steroids, because I haven't, you know, I haven't, I ran out of blue pills, and so <laughs> it's like I I'll, want that. I'll, I might add that. Yeah, as long as you I don't want, call me out on it. And so, is there, is there any MSG? And uh, <laughs> and so I, I need all the extra hormones I can get. If you know what I mean. There's kind of a, an issue with my wife and I, her being Native American, and um, in the bedroom, and um, she's always sending me smoke signals, you know, when it comes to sex. And I suck at making a fucking fire. I swear, I, you know, by the time I'm ready, I'm done making, you know, trying to make a fire, she's asleep, her fire is burnt out, and I'm stuck with a 9-volt battery and a pile of um, dryer lamps. Because I can't make a fucking fire. So anyways, yeah, that sucks. So anyways, that's my time, you guys. Thank you. I'm Justin Burdell. Man, Justin, it seems like you have to balance between doing stand-up and you're booking shows and hosting shows. Um, but it seems like what seems to take most of your time is uh, producing these shows. So... Um, but how did how did you start? I mean, how did how did all this come about? Um, it's funny because uh, about a year ago, um, I was at the uh, Slow Comedy Festival, mm -hmm. and that's a um, and that's a festival that happens in Slow once a year. Um, they come in for one weekend in March, and um, and they do a, a weekend comedy show. Yeah, you know, some talent comes up from L.A., San Francisco, different areas, and they do this show. Well, my wife and I happened to go to one of the slow comedy shows at uh, Mr. Rick's. And um, while we were sitting there, I looked over at my wife and I'm like, why do they come here? Why, do yeah. they, why, 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 does, why does this comedy... The hub of California. Yeah, the hub of California. Come right the comedy hub of California. Yeah. yeah. So like, why do, you, why, do you, why do they come here and there's not a comedy scene in San Luis? And, and at the time, there was one place, I think, that did comedy. It was Cruzberg's. Uh -huh. um, coffee in downtown San Luis, and um, and I didn't know about that place, but um, I'm like, there's got to be, let's let's bring a let's bring a comedy scene to San Luis. For all you people who aren't familiar with the area, it's San Luis Obispo. Obispo. Yes. slow S L O, or as Arnold Schwarzenegger liked to call it, San Luis Obispo. Oh yeah, well, yeah, he has a beautiful. Uh, accent yes that gets chambermaids all 
Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, anyways. So yeah, so I I looked at my wife and I'm like, you know what? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna put a show together. I'm gonna go around to the different um, venues in the area and see, you know, maybe we can get a show going. And um, so I I got in contact with some local comics. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, uh, just hold yes. on. Yeah. There's not many people that just say, huh? You know what? I'm just going to put a show together. I mean, who does that, Justin? It's not like I go to an Italian restaurant and say, you know, there's not many Italian restaurants in this area. I'm going to start making spaghetti. I mean, that's just crazy talk. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you yeah. do that. So, You're just a different cat. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, throughout my life, I've done some crazy things. I've uh, I've seen you with some mustaches. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll explore that another time. Let's stick to this because you have some interesting hobbies. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you want me to tell you about those hobbies? No, no because the list, it, I, it's, I don't it's have monumental. enough paper. It's, yeah. I don't think you have time to hear what I've done. But no. anyways, so. That's another podcast. Um, yeah. So anyways, so I just decided, I go, you know what? I'm just going to put this together. Um, I didn't have any equipment at the time, so I used the equipment that was at the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a little Mexican restaurant here in town. They had a stage. Now, it was and, a restaurant for, for midgets from Mexico. That's what's interesting. I went to that place, and their, you know, their food was really good, and the portions were actual normal size. Yes, yeah. For the little Mexican restaurant. Little Mexican restaurant, That's yes. Right. Go ahead. So anyways, so I went in and um, um, actually I got the connection through a friend of mine who said that they were looking for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and I said, hey, would you guys be interested in, in, um, in having a, a comedy show here? And they're like, yeah, we want to bring in entertainment. So go ahead. And so I got some guys, local comics together. and um, Normal size? Normal size. Yeah. Normal size. And, um, or average size. Average size. Who, yeah. What's normal these yeah, days? Exactly. Exactly. So I got some of the comics together and we put on our first show and that was uh april of last year was the first show um that we that we uh, produced and and put together and um since then it's just grown um and um yeah it's crazy i've got a couple venues now um broad street pub in san luis and um and actually we we actually met there at a failed open mic that was your, I think your first open mic. Oh no! It, no, the open mic was at La Casita at the oh, so at the, the restaurant at the Mexican restaurant. Oh, so yeah, the, the same Mexican restaurant, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so okay, so the first one was April. I think this was in August or or when we met. Yes. Okay, yeah. so so your shows were going good, and you yeah. tried to do an open. I mic. I tried to do an open mic, and I showed up. Yeah, you showed because up because yes. I was like, I did some comedy in L.A. And I was like, "Where's there? There's no, there's no scene here in yeah. in this area." I wish somebody would have turned to his wife and said, "There needs to be something." And little did I know, there was little Justin at midget Mexican restaurants. And besides the tiny chairs, it was a great place to. And it was me and another comic, and um, and then okay, so what, let's reenact that. We don't have to reenact that counter, but so what? Did, what happened? What were you thinking? Let's when you tried to do this open mic and there was just two people that showed up. It was it, I was uh, I was disappointed because uh, there was not even an audience, and and I was like, Phew. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, are you kidding me? 
nobody dro- nobody drove from San Luis um, or it, yeah and so I was just I was dumbfounded I'm like why isn't this working and I saw you and and, and at the time it was uh, Dana Turner um, who was there as well and so and she was from Fresno she was from Fresno but she was visiting for the weekend yeah. relatives in town and so I was um, I was I was dumbfounded but we sat down we talked um, had a great time and that's how this you know our friendship started and it was just then you booked us on your next show I booked both of you guys yeah. on the next show because um, I was actually at the time looking for comics for the show and figured the open mic was a good way to find new and potential comics that I wanted to book and well it worked and it worked it worked and so, here we are yes and so from there I made those shows at uh, La Casitas and then and so so uh, Go on, you were telling you you opened up some more venues and some... Yeah, yeah. So from there, um, my one of my goals was to get to um, Fig Mountain. So um, I ended up booking a show, um, and it's a monthly show at Fig Mountain um, called Untapped Comedy at Fig Mountain. And so, um, and it's been great. It's, we, do, we do a monthly show there. Um, this last show that we did, we um, had over 200 people in attendance which um, was more than what they could actually hold. So so it was a fire hazard. Uh, yeah. And what's nice about Fig Mountain is, and no, no, you know, nothing against uh, uh, Mexican midgets, but it's just a regular old place. It's a bar, a restaurant, bar. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, no, it's, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was, uh, when I went, uh, limited seating, I'm serious. It yeah. was, it's a, yeah. it's a packed place. Right, right. And, um, after this last show, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I was amazed by the turnout. So you've done stand up, you've hosted, and you've produced shows where you haven't had to host. You had a, right. You've got your own host. Yeah. What? So, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I actually like hosting. Really, I like hosting and producing. Um, but hosting, I, I like hosting because I, I don't, I don't have to be up there for the full you know, five or 10 minutes, I get to, you know, do some jokes and introduce some, some great comics, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to the locals, you know, that's, and that's my big thing is, is getting, um, um, comics coming up here. They, they all tell me that it's, um, it's a vacation away from the normal, you know, um, stand-up comedy scene down in LA or, or the Bay area. So this is just basically a, a comedic stand-up comedy comedians uh, vacation from the hustle and bustle of so this is a so you've had a chance to network with a lot of comedians yes. and yeah. and because this is a this is an oasis for the comedians just to yes. come and just a wellspring yeah catch a, a breath yes um so so you've got to watch a lot of comedians speak to a lot of comedians yes is there something that you picked up on or advice that you've given of uh, uh, performing that you could pass on to some our listeners and uh, aspiring comedians, some up and comers? Um, yeah, it's it's funny because I've I've talked to a lot of comics. I've tried to get um, I've gotten um, feedback and I've gotten um, um, advice from a lot of comics. One of the things they talk about is um, making sure that they write every day. And I know for myself that's kind of hard, you know with having a family and having a, you know, a full-time job, but whatever you can do, um, write every day. Um, 
And whether it's just a little something, you know, um, that happened to you, just write it down because as soon as you forget it, you're going to be kicking yourself because I've done that numerous times where I didn't have my notebook or something with me and I didn't write it down and I, I, I kicked myself for not, for not having, you know, that material. So, and that's um, why I have uh, a piece of wood and a knife in the shower uh, because you know what? I've tried writing and it's just the paper gets wet and the ink. So I just carve out some really there good one liners. Go. Very resourceful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, and it's really good. Yeah. Um, and so I've come up with the best stuff uh, in the shower. And yeah. um, it's really good to grab that wood in the shower. I bet uh, it is. Yeah. You should see it. <laughs> I'll some good stuff on there. Um, but uh, no, that's good advice so to write some stuff down and. Um, and it's sometimes it's not always convenient uh, to record it, and right. so like I'll record yeah. some stuff, and 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 it's never uh, to to piggyback on what you're saying. When you write it later on, it's never quite the same. Exactly, you know? it's just not exactly. quite there. That's yeah. that's great advice. Yeah. Um, now, when you're you're booking shows and all these different things, and um, you you got shows all over the place, and and. Um, I just have a, a, a quick question, um, and I want to. You can share with all the shows that you're doing now, uh, because you, you start off at the at the midget Mexican restaurant uh, with the with the tiny tiny chairs, but the regular proportions. Yes. Uh, but you've got a lot of different venues that are going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you share with those, um, I have a, a real quick question, just because times are different now. Yeah. Um, has it been harder to book guests now with the Me Too movement going on? Um, because you know, it's, uh, is it a bit hard to get comedians? Um, it's, no, it's funny how you no. stammer to answer that question. Cause I know that yeah. you slept your way to the bottom at Costco. Yeah. Oh. Um, but what, how about, uh, getting comedians? All right, we'll skip that question. So tell us about, uh, your shows that's going on right now. Come on, Justin. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're getting so serious now. We are getting serious. We're getting very serious. Because so, the Me Too movie is nothing to laugh at. No, it's not. If I would encourage somebody, it would be women, because there's not enough female comics out there right now. And um, so, anyways, um, our next comic is a recent transplant from LA. He's performed at Dallas uh, Comedy House, Flappers in Burbank, Ice House in Pasadena, Nerd Belt in Hollywood, and competed in Super Bowl and Anti Claire's Comedy Contest.
coach, and so I got right in to fit right in, and I, I said, I coach math, and he says, what did he say? He said, he cooks meth, and so, <laughs> so, uh, hey, I'm gold there, so, uh, but, uh, Well, tell us about uh, what shows you have coming up, and what venues you're at, um, and uh, at what address they can find you at if they want to be on a show. Oh, no, I'm just joking. We'll have all this information on one of our pages that when uh, when we get two or three listeners, uh, we'll have all that stuff available for you. But yes. go ahead, tell yes. us. So we've got one monthly show that we do at um, Broad Street Public House in San Luis Obispo. And um, uh, right now we, we're doing one show a month there. We are going to start doing an open mic there um, every other month, every other week. Um and then we also have a show at um, Figaro Mountain in Aurora Grande, which is a once a month show. Um, and that is um, definitely the place to be on a Saturday night when we've got the comedy shows going. Um, like I said, this last show was just, it was crazy, but um, the comics were funny and uh, yeah, everybody had a great time. So um, yeah, just we have the show at Fig Mountain once a month and the show at Broad Street um, Public House once a month in San Luis Obispo. Awesome. Well, hey, that, thanks for sharing, Justin. Uh, man, you got uh, you got quite a story there. Um, next episode, you're going to interview me, find out some things about me. Um, you're real interesting, and that's why this interview went real long. Um, uh, interview me might be about five minutes, because <laughs> uh, you know, besides my um, my jail time. Um, uh, there's really nothing uh, interesting about me um, uh, under this uh, identity that uh, the government's given me. And so uh, besides that, uh, you know, what about me? Who's going to interview me? And if you didn't know, that's Joe Schmo. Um, if you follow him on uh, Instagram, it's uh, Joe Schmo, J-O-H-S-C-H-M-O-H. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll interview you, Joe. I can't wait to hear that boring interview. Uh, I'm sure you're going to ask some really great questions, like you asked uh, our friend Justin about the time that he uh, was dancing with wolves in Alaska and he had uh, his share of his face in Eskimo pies. Um, yeah, okay, Joe. Um, I'm glad you did not interview our friend Justin. Thank God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, um, but he, he'll, he won't be heard from a lot, but, but next episode, uh, you'll get a chance to interview me, but I'll tell you what, let's, let's end this. We'd like to end this, uh, with some funny stuff or maybe not so funny stuff. And, and we'd like to enter, uh, end this with some jokes. Like I said, the reason that I wanted to start this podcast was I, I used to tweet my jokes, and when I you know, put your jokes out there, they're out there for everybody to enjoy, and they're out there for anybody to use as they want, and I thought I had a pretty good joke, uh, and it turned out to be good enough to be used on a Netflix special by another comedian, and so I thought, you know what, what if I just say my jokes over the uh, airwaves or podcast waves or what do you want to call them, and then, they, then I can say they're actually mine and not just... Uh, typed it with my two thumbs and nobody knows so the three people that are listening they're gonna actually know and you and me of course 
will know that they are mine. So today's Good Friday. Um, uh, some people think it's good and some people don't think it's good, whatever. But it's the, uh, I'm a spiritual person. I know that it's the day that uh, Jesus was nailed to the cross and he's like, dang, that good. <laughs> I don't know if he said that. But, but it's Good Friday. Do you have any good jokes on Good Friday? Justin, um, I've gotten <clears throat> jokes, but they're they may not be Good Friday related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 yeah. It's I guess it's a joke. I guess you could call it that. Um, so you know how Avengers Endgame is coming out next weekend, right? I, I I'll you, say are yes. You, are you familiar with that? Are you? I uh, know are you of Avengers. Like myself, I know people have taken uh, vengeance on me, but go okay. for it. Well, maybe yeah. So next anyway, Friday is also a Good Friday. It is. If it you're is. an Avengers yeah. fan. Yeah. I'm an Avengers fan. And next Friday's Good Friday too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. Um, Avengers this better be good. I really set it up. Yeah, you did set it up pretty well. So, Avengers Endgame comes out next weekend, and um, one of the things that always bugs me is is when people blame actors for what their on-screen movie characters do. Like, for instance, Josh Brolin plays Thanos in Avengers. Okay. And what did he do? He wiped out half the Marvel Universe, half of all superhero um, in the Marvel Universe. He he killed. He killed. So so is Josh Brolin's out there walking around, and some and some lady comes up to him and goes, "Josh, you killed Spider Man." You know, and he's like, "What the hell? You're an asshole for killing Spider Man." And he's like, "Dude, that wasn't me. That was my character. You're still an asshole." You know, it's. It's like I, those people are crazy. They they think, you know, that like like Mark Hamill, he goes out and people are like, oh my gosh, Luke Skywalker, oh, your dad was an asshole. Your dad was an asshole for cutting your hand off, dude. I still have my hand. Look, lady, I still have my hand. And so you got to. It's it's crazy how much these actors have to deal with people that don't have a strong grip on reality. You know, they, you know, think it's like when Superman fell off that horse and became a cripple. It was like the wheelchair was made out of kryptonite. It's kind of like that, right? Yeah, yeah exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a good Friday for him. No, but no. his horse was named Friday. <laughs> we, we knew we know how that turned out, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's the biggest grave in the Forest Lawn Cemetery because they had to bury the wheelchair, too. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're talking about pet peeves? You know what? Okay. So, you know what a big pet peeve of mine is? Huh. Uh, uh, parking. Uh, are, you, are, are you the type that backs into a parking lot? I do not. I do not. I think that's I a millennial thing. Maybe not. I don't know. But it seems like in the last five years, people... Back in all the time. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. It's like, do they do they not know how to like? They obviously know how to back up a car because they're backing up into the spot. Are they in a hurry? Like, what's, what's are they? Is it a getaway? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. No, oh, no. There's one exception. Okay. okay? If I, I'll only back in at one place, and I make sure that I back in uh, perfect. If I'm if I'm going to Dick's. If there's a spot and I'm backing into dicks, I'm backing in right. Sounds like a personal issue. Yeah, with dicks. no, it's, no. I'm serious. 
Now, right. I'll tell you what, if I'm if I'm at a restaurant and I'm going to you've heard of that Harry's Clam Shack? Now that place straight on in. <laughs> That's a good place. <laughs> Oh, oh man, yeah. that's that's one of my too pet much. peeves. Too, <laughs> no. much. too much. Oh, okay. So here's my Good Friday joke. I even have a Passover joke. So uh, it, is it, is was Passover now or because uh, uh, I uh, great you, you tell those great Jew jokes. I like those Jew jokes. Okay. Well, anyway, Joe, uh, Joe. Um, no, this is. So a Passover joke. So uh, you know the, uh, the Passover is they have the Passover lamb, and uh, the reason why it's called Passover because the spirit of death would pass over uh, the people that would the uh, the firstborn was going to die uh, if they unless they put the the blood of the Passover lamb over the doorpost. So can you imagine? I remember like hey. Hey Joseph or Joseph, wherever they are, the, the the woman of the house is like, make sure you take out the trash, or you know, it's just trash day tomorrow. Can you imagine that, that nagging wife? And I know you didn't have one. Um, I didn't have one uh, either. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but but the, you know, make sure you you know put away the dishes or mow the lawn or um, uh, cut the umbilical cord. Um, and so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, close your leg, please, when you talk. And so, um, and so, before you go to bed, make sure you put the blood of the password, the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. And so you're like, that same nagging wife, and you know, because how many times on a Saturday morning have you woke up with beep, 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 and you're like, crap, it's trash day, I gotta go. And then you're like, you're running out there, and you're, you're opening up the lid to the neighbors to see if you missed the trash yes. or not. Yep. And it's like, oh my gosh. So could you imagine on that, that Passover morning, you're waking up to a blood-curdling scream, Wah! and then she's like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot I to do something. Oh, jeez. Man, my firstborn is dead. Well, one less bag to back before a great exodus. <laughs> That's over all you Jews out there. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so this is what I think is a, what it, what's a great... I think God had a great sense of humor, okay? Because um, he knew that Jesus was going to die being nailed to a cross, okay? And so, but yet, he made Jesus a carpenter. And so the thing is, his job was to... Hammer and nails, and yet he made Jesus have a, a a job, an apprenticeship, or whatever that job, as someone who was going to hammer and nails and was sucked. Was, was, he was probably laying on the cross, and if they were him being Jesus, he was being nailed, and the, the guy, the Roman soldier, wasn't doing it right. Jesus was probably like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> He's probably like, it sucks. Or could you imagine as Jesus was first working with his... Uh, his stepdad Joseph, you know, he's like, "Hey, son, we got a great job. We we just got a contract with with uh, with the Roman government. We're gonna make crucifix crucifix uh, crosses for them." And he's like, "Oh, you know," and he's pulling this cross, uh, his own cross, and he sees his own initials, handmade by Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would suck. Oh my gosh! Or or what if Christ was was uh, uh, spelled with a K instead of a CH? You know that would sound right. Grammatically speaking, it should be spelled with a K. And so Jesus signs a note to his disciples, like he's going to go get something. He says, "I am the Son of God," and then he it just throws his initials JK. And they're like, "Wait, wait a minute! Is he just kidding, or is he the Son of God?" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How confusing would the Bible be? They wouldn't even show it. We think he is the son of God. Because <laughs> we're not sure. You could have been kidding the whole time. But I think Jesus, I think God has a sense of humor because the fact that he made Jesus a carpenter and the fact that he died by hammer and nails makes me think, what if he made Jesus a plumber? He could have been crucified. He could have been crucified by, or I wrote this one down now. See, this is why I struggle with this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll say this again. I'll just read this. Okay. I think God is a ironic sense of humor. He made Jesus a carpenter and he had a death by hammer and nails. Man, but what if he made Jesus a plumber? It would have been death by enema, and all of us would have been wearing a garden hose around our necks. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> so, Justin, we look forward to your next show, and uh, it's going to be a good Friday. Yes. And uh, we're going to have many more shows, as we're barely standing. Barely and, standing. Uh, we will be standing straight up with you as we climb up. Thank you for listening and barely standing with us. And please, if you like the show or you can barely stand us, tell us by subscribing to the show and follow that up by rating, commenting, following, sharing, trolling, stalking, harassing, or whatever it is that you do on that dark web of yours, after hours, of course. And... It's that time that we especially like to acknowledge the one man who is the inspiration for creation of Barely Standing. Because without him, we would not be Barely Standing at all. For that, Justin Bernone V, Jared Myers, and not to mention Joe Schmo, would like to give a heartfelt thank you and F you, Dimitri Martin. I like French toast way better than toast. And I think a French kiss is nicer than just a plain kiss. So I guess the rule is, if you make something French, you make it better. Except for people. <laughs>